0: Welcome to My Favorite Killer, the podcast where we talk about true crime and infamous serial killers. On today's episode, we're talking about Donald Gaskins, also known as Pee Wee Gaskins. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get into today's episode, I would just like to say that in this episode we do talk about very gruesome murders committed by Donald Gaskins. So if the talk of suicide, murder, rape, sexual assault, anything like that bothers you or triggers you, I do highly suggest that you click away from this, don't listen, and probably find a different video. All right, now let's get into it. Donald Gaskins was born on March 31st in 1933. He grew up on a tobacco farm in South Carolina. He was quite small for his age, and he was constantly beat up by his peers and his mother's boyfriends. And because he was small, he earned the nickname Pee Wee. Um, Early in his life, he would report the feeling like a hot ball of lead in his guts. When he was having this feeling, he would have the urge to lash out at people around him. Um, he tried suppressing these feelings sometimes, but at other times he couldn't handle it, and he would blow up on people. As a teenager, him and two of his friends broke into people's homes for money, um, and they called themselves the Troubled Trio. Uh, they used the money that they earned from these two by prostitutes. Um, they later didn't like the older women, so they said, and they wanted younger girls. So they lured one of the boys' 13-year-old sister to the hideout and gang-raped her repeatedly. After her parents found out, they took the boys to a barn, hung them upside down naked, and beat them with wooden paddles. Gaskins was aroused by this, um, and from a young age, he associated fear and pain with arousal. Um, While breaking into a house at age 13, he was confronted by a girl, and she chased him with a hatchet. He ended up with a hatchet and hit her over the head repeatedly and ended up sending her to the hospital in serious condition. The girl knew him, which made it easy to find him, and once the police found him, he was sent to a school for boys as a punishment until the age of 18. Each time he broke the rules, he got a worse and worse punishment, so he was either beat or sent to solitary confinement for months at a time. Older boys in the house would take younger boys as sex slaves and sell them for money and cigarettes to various people. Being so small, Pee-wee was one of the main targets for this. When he refused, uh, he ended up being raped in the showers by a lot of the older boys. Um, He escaped multiple times, but was caught each time, and each time they caught him, he was punished worse and worse. Uh, he, the last time he escaped, he worked at a circus, met a woman, and they got married. He later returned voluntarily uh, to complete his sentence.
1: Oh right, gonna meet myself. Oh, um, he was released in 1951 at 18 years old. He went to work at the tobacco farm and would steal tobacco to sell. A girl that worked there found out about it and threatened to report him to the owners of the tobacco farm. Um, And in response, he beat her with a hammer in 1953. He was sentenced to six years in the South Carolina penitentiary and was still regularly raped and beat until he gained trust of the so-called leader of the prison, a man by the name of Hazel Razzle. Hazel was in the cell when Donald brought him a sandwich and stabbed him in the throat with a homemade knife. He reported feeling nothing. He claimed self-defense, but got an extra three years added to his sentence. He never had to assert himself again in prison and, had, and would serve out his future sentences quietly. He escaped prison in 1955 by hiding in the back of a garbage truck. He worked with a traveling carnival before he was re-arrested and released in 1961. Afterwards, he went back to robbing houses to get money. He was arrested two years after, two years after he was released for the rape of a 12-year-old girl. He fleed while awaiting sentences and was arrested in Georgia. He sentenced to eight years in uh, some prison, released in November nineteen sixty eight, and found work with a roofing company. So he would get these hot feeling, the feeling of a hot ball of lead in his stomach, and he found the easiest way to get rid of it would be to kill. His first, prison, er, his first murder that was not in a prison was a blonde hitchhiker. He tortured and killed her in 1969 and threw her in a swamp. hence his nickname, the Swamp Man. He claims, all I could think about was how I could do anything I wanted to her. This was his first of many, he claimed. Oh, sorry. This was his first of many. He claimed to pick up and kill while driving the coastal highways of the southern states. He called these his coastal kills. Around once every six weeks, he would kill both male and female purely for, purely for pleasure He tortured and mutilated victims while trying to keep them alive for as long as possible. He confessed to killing these victims by stabbing, suffocation, mutilation, and claimed to cannibalize some of them. He claimed to have 89 coastal kills. He claimed to have killed every six weeks. Uh, However, he later contradicts himself in his book by saying he felt the urge to kill by the 10th of every month. No evidence of any of these 89, 89 kills except for the Hazel Brazel and the 14 following victims who have been found and identified.
0: In November, 1920, he committed his first series of confirmed murders. They were usually people that he knew and for personal reasons. His first confirmed victims were his niece, Janice Kirby, age 15 and her friend, Patricia Ann Alsbrook, age 17. They were both beat to death. He poisoned Martha Ann Dix, age 20, in March 1972, either because she claimed that he was the father of her unborn child or was the drug supplier to his niece and her friend. Gaskins was an overt racist and killed Doreen Dempsey, age 22, and her two-year-old daughter, Robin Dempsey. In June 1973, Gaskins was friends with Doreen years prior. She was living with his friend Johnny Sellers and his brother Carl Sellers in South Carolina. They brought her to Gaskins to talk about staying with him for a bit while she was pregnant. During the visit, Gaskins became aroused by her young daughter Robin sitting on his lap and began having, quote, bothersome feelings. While driving with the two, Gaskins pulled over and insisted Doreen perform sexual favors. Soon after, he hit her with a ball-pin hammer, knocking her unconscious while he brutally raped two-year-old Robin before strangling her to death. He then placed Doreen alive in a shallow grave where he cut her throat. In June 1974, Gaskins shot his friend Johnny Sellers, age 36, in the back of the head and stabbed his ex-girlfriend Jessie Judy, age 22, after Sellers asked for money he was owed from the sale of a stolen boat. Gaskins feared Sellers and Judy would reveal to the authorities previous criminal activity. Silas Yates, age 45, was murdered in February 1975 by a slit throat in a a murder-for-hire scheme. Yates was in a fight with his ex-girlfriend Suzanne Kipper Owens, and her husband John Owens paid Gaskins $1,500 to kill Yates. On April 10, 1975, Gaskins stabbed to death Diane Bellamy, age 25, and shot dead her boyfriend Avery Leroy Howard, age 35. Among other reasons, he murdered Bellamy because she threatened to report Gaskins to police for allowing underage teens to have sex in his home. He killed Howard because he used, he asked for money and Gaskins feared that he would tell authorities about past legal activity. Kim Gelkins, age 13, was stabbed to death to keep her from telling police that Gaskins moved her to North Charleston without permission and that she was being sexually abused by several men, including Gaskins. Dennis Bellamy and John Knight were half-brothers. Diane Bellamy was their sister. Within minutes of each other, Gaskins shot both brothers in the back of their heads. On October 10, 1975, Gaskins and Bellamy had an agreement to exchange stolen guns in the woods behind his house. Gaskins killed him instead. Knight showed up a few minutes later to meet his brother, where Gaskins killed him to keep him from talking. Rudolph Tyner, age 23, was on death row in CCI prison for a double murder in 1978. When Gaskins murdered him on September 12, 1982, Tyner was the killer of Bill and Murty Moon, and their son Tony Simo hired Gaskins to kill Tyner for $2,000 because Simo felt the appeal process was, quote, taking too long. Gaskins acquired plastic explosive with a blasting cap, long wire, and radio speaker to imitate an intercom speaker that Tyner put to his ear to test. Gaskins then detonated the makeshift bomb by plugging the wire into a prison cell outlet, then killing Tyner.
1: Gaskins was arrested November 14, 1975, when a criminal associate named Wilton. Walter Neely confessed to police he had knowledge of Gaskins killing Dennis Bellamy, 28, and Johnny Knight, 15. Neely told police that Gaskins told him he had killed several people um, that were labeled as missing during the prior five years and told him where they were buried. December 4, 1975, Neely led police to land near Gaskins' home and found eight of his victims. Gaskins was was tried on one charge of murder, May 24, 1976, and found guilty, May 28. Sentenced to death, which was later charged, changed to life in prison. September 2, 1982, Gaskins committed the murder of Rudolph Tyner, which earned him the title Meanest Man in America, while incarcerated in the high-security block of the South South Carolina Correctional Institution. Gaskins initially made multiple attempts on Rudolph's Rudolph's life. He laced his food with poison before he decided on explosive to kill him. He later said the last thing Tyner heard was me laughing. Gaskins was, tri- Gaskins was tried for the murder of Tyner and was subsequently sentenced to death. It was the first time in history a white man was sentenced to death for the murder of a black man in South Carolina. While on death row, Gaskins claimed to have committed between 100 and 100, 110 murders, including the murder of the 13-year-old daughter of the South Carolina state senator. These murders have been widely disputed, and these claims were not supported. Of the 14 confirmed murders, he received nine life sentences for nine of his victims. Doreen Dempsey, Robin Dempsey, Johnny Sellers, Jesse Ruth, Darnell Yates, um, I don't know his name, Brian Neely, Avery Howard, Avery Howard Jr., Dennis Bellamy, and John Knight. They received two. De- he received two death sentences for the killing of Dennis Bellamy, overturned by the state supreme court, and the um, and another for the killing of Rudolph Tyner. Gaskins led police to bodies of four victims that he admitted to killing. Never tried for their murders, as the police recorded the bodies of Janice Kirby, Patricia Alsbrook, Martha Dix. And Kim Kim Gilkins, Gaskins was executed September 6, 1991, 1.10 a.m. in the electric chair After after he had attempted suicide by slitting his wrists. His last words were, I'll let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready to go. So what'd you think?
0: What a story. What did you think about that?
1: Uh, hmm. I don't know how to say it.
0: The story isn't one that a lot of people really know about. So for us to be able to get out there and share that, I think um, that's pretty cool for us to be able to do. I know that um, the events stated were tragic events and we're telling about it under un- happy circumstances what do you mean like it's sad that they died and it's sad that we are telling about this but I feel it's important for um for things like this to be out there I guess so that people are aware that things like this happen more often than we think
1: Mm-hmm. but you say it, it's far from an ob- ob- obscure thing it's just not like one of the the main ones like Jeffrey Dahmer right yeah
0: So I guess um, even though he wasn't well-known, his impact was still very large, and he still killed a lot of people.
1: Also, sorry, Mr. Wood, for laughing at Martha Dick's name.
0: Yeah, that was very unprofessional of him. I apologize sincerely for that. Yeah.
1: So, like, why do you think this isn't talked about?
0: Um, probably because, um, throughout his murders, he didn't really get as much publicity, I'd say, as the other killer, serial killers, um, because a lot of them were missing persons cases, or, um, they spread it themselves on the internet, like the Zodiac killer would send letters to the police and things like that, and, um... Wee gaskins just didn't do that yeah he wasn't talked about
1: Mm -hmm. and like he didn't he had a lot of people on a a missing persons case not really bodies that just turned up on their own
0: right and so i feel like because of that he um he just wasn't talked about enough and I'm not saying that serial killers deserve publicity or anything like that, but I do think it's important to know that these things really do happen in society. And even though this was in the 1970s, you know, and things like that, it's still an issue and it's still it's still scary to think about. And these families that are affected by his killings, it's still important to them to this day. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to talk about it and get the people's names out there and be able to share their stories.
1: All right, yeah. All right, cool. Who are we going to do next? Um, Albert Fish. Because that was, it was between uh, Donald Gaskins and Albert Fish, and I only thought we were going to do one. If we're going to do All two, right. we might as do him.
0: Join us next week where we talk about Albert Fish. Albert.
1: I said that. You said Albert.
0: Okay, join us next week when we talk about Albert Fish. Thank you for listening.